Hello, and welcome to the latest dance craze, Legends of Philadelphia. These are your hosts, Tony Tango Trove and his schoolyard Ooh. chum, Johnny Jitterbug Zito. <laughs> I'm Brian Breakdancing Beerman helping out on in... No. I'm Brian Breakdancing Beerman helping out on DJ dudes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you might be wondering, are these guys lip syncing? Well, in addition to being... Philadelphia natives, Trove and Zito have a lifestyle brand, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes and comfort and podcasts and dance-offs. <laughs> we never lost. I don't know about that. Lots of times customers will ask us, does Gritty know how to Gritty? Is that a dance? It's a dance move, yes. Or they want to know if the fanatic invented twerking. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. If Legends of Philadelphia was a dance move, would it be more shoulder-based or hip-based? It's whatever definitely a line dance. Whatever's easiest. It's definitely something people do in unison. Okay. Sloppily. Or the electric slide. <laughs> like the, the electric, electric slide. slide. That's, what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's the new, new electric slide. Oh, breaking news. New Hoagie Wave video. And uh, the song I wrote is a uh, diss track on, against On Beerman. Boom. I heard it. I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, what, I, uh, what makes it a I diss track against against Beerman? Um, it's anti-mayonnaise. It's anti-mayo. It's more it's than it's anti-me. It's anti-mayo, and anti-mayo means anti-Beerman. I guess since Beerman so. is synonymous with mayo. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. It's, it's his favorite food. So it's like when you're coming after mayo, you're coming after him. Yeah. yeah he, he's always said that. Get someone else to start your car. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, you're supposed to do a diss track back at me. No, I just, I just, I just shoot people that make diss tracks. <laughs> They're taking it back like to bands. the nineties. Mm. All right. Well, maybe we'll make some. Maybe we'll make some creative edits. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Has everyone? Has anyone ever made like an "I'm sorry" track after the diss track? You know. Oh like, yeah. Like, hey, I, that was a misunderstanding. <laughs> we could be friends again. <laughs> so, yeah, Hoagie Wave video is dropping on Friday, and it is, well, it's related to the topic we're going to discuss today. The Hoagie Wave video is Hoagie Oh, it's almost like we planned it. Almost. <laughs> that, that couldn't be true. We usually shoot from the hip, so usually things don't line up. Yeah. We're bad. We're, we got bad aim. But this time... <laughs> It all works out. It all works out. No, people need to feel good. People need to loosen up. People need to find their groove. People, people need to uh, let loose a little bit, you know? Just because the ego's lost doesn't mean we all have to feel sad all the time. No, it's time to it's time to put that behind us and cut loose. I'm cut a rug. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's the Eagles? That shitty band. That band that every everyone hates. <laughs> so we didn't do an Eagles episode, and they still lost. I'm <laughs> so I'm gonna. I mean, I might be crazy, but I'm starting to get the feeling that our podcast has no bearing 
on any sports games whatsoever. I know that's crazy. I I I'm gonna need more. I proof. highly disagree. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a few more. Uh, control a, a, experiments. A few more. Uh, a few more. Uh, uh, Philadelphia teams not winning championships. We had just had three in the past like ninety days. So I. I'm sure we did something. I wrong. also never. There's never been so many teams that are good though. I mean, they're not. They didn't. They're not losers. They're just. They're winners yeah, that didn't exactly. lose. That didn't. Win. They came in number two. But they're not losers, you know. So it's it's satisfying at the same time. Yeah, it gets me hyped for when next year. When you have year. a lifetime of watching these teams be like the Terrible. worst, these these are kind of fine. That's how I feel. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been saying maybe next year my whole life, but the, when they when they go all the way like this, that I'm hyped for next year. It's not said with so much regret. Maybe next this, this year. This isn't this isn't Chip Kelly. This isn't <laughs> this isn't the 2002 Phillies. This isn't the current Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kick a guy when he's down. Jeez. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Flyers. Sorry, Mark Recchi. Well, we're not talking about sports. Oh. The whole point of this was to not talk about sports. I'm we're sorry. We're releasing a dance video on Friday. And we're doing we're doing a dance podcast today, and 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 we're gonna dance while we're recording it. But people aren't gonna be able to see it. But we're still gonna do it. That's why we're out of breath. It's definitely not because <laughs> it's definitely not because we're <laughs> out of shape. We're sweating. <laughs> Been waltzing this whole time. <laughs> kickball change, kickball change, twirl, twirl. Kickball. I'm dancing in five four. <laughs> That's why it looks like that. Okay. That's why it looks like that. It's very spastic. Yeah, I was worried for you. square dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia is known as the original home of American Bandstand, but Dick Clark packed his bags and skipped town as fast as he could. For years, <laughs> dancing was dead in the city of brotherly love. It was like that town from Footloose. That is until the debut of the area's longest-running reality TV show in Philadelphia history. Join us as we strut our stuff with the beautiful people dancing on air. The longest reality. What about the news? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long. It wasn't on longer than the Al Albert Showcase. <laughs> That's a variety show. That's not so much it. Well, this isn't a reality show. It's not like all these people lived in this room together and then they they had the dance. <laughs> this is what. This is what happens when Philadelphians start being real and start dancing. <laughs> Eating each other's peanut butters with their fingers. Uh, we should do a, uh, an episode on the, the real world. The real that world. Time. Oh, that's a good one, Beerman. I'm putting it on the list. It I'm going to put it on the list. Oh, yeah. Remember they all got scabies? Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of our friends got scabies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Yeah, they was got they scabies. fucking on the high seas? What, what was no, going on? that's scurvy. No, that's that. But I we do those the same people I know who got scabies also had scurvy at one time. So it's that is true. There seems to be some crossover in that Venn diagram. Citrus. Yeah, they just <laughs> There's a lot of crossover there. And those lifestyle they just, choices. They just they didn't eat any oranges and they would rub it against each other. And <laughs> they got scabies and scurvy. They're You're asking for it. 
I guess we'll talk about it on that episode, but I always wondered if they got scabies from Philadelphia or if they brought scabies to Philadelphia. <laughs> it was a, it was a, <laughs> well, we'll just save it. That's, save it. Yeah, we'll save, save it. it. We'll save, save it. it. That's a topic right, for save, another save. day. Mem- mem- saved. I get we're today we're talking about dancing on the air and if these guys had scabies. I've never seen this show. That's yeah, I've I never heard of this until you talked about it a while back. You guys don't remember this one at all? No. Was it on Channel 17? Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I kind of do remember this because it was like, remember the, there was like the grind on MTV? Yeah. There's a lot of video. There's a lot of shows where it was just like, let's just shows. film young people dancing. Dancing. Yeah. Let's just fill a half hour TV. Yeah, I can remember it. I just I don't think I was ever really that into it. I, it was it, it, it was on when we like, were really young it was, and before we I mean before I got into music like pop music or anything like that or have any knowledge of you know you never you got know. into pop yeah, music yeah, so I don't you know what the about? hell you're talking I'm about I'm still waiting to blossom I haven't <laughs> bloomed yet yeah uh, but I, I guess like before I was even aware of, of radio airplay and any of that stuff but I do kind of remember my yeah. older cousins watching it like we would all kind of end up over at my mom's mom on Saturdays at some point and the older teenage cousins would be watching it. That was what was on the TV in the background. Mm. Yeah, I remember it. I, it it definitely was just one of those, like, it felt low rent. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, it has all the earmarks of local television. I uh, I guess I didn't really like the kind of music that was on the show either. I, I liked Dave Brubeck as a, as a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't swing at all. This, this. this isn't in a weird time signature. <laughs> when Joe and I lived together, sometimes I would like come down in the middle of the night and he would be watching old episodes of Lawrence Welk. And I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was only aired locally on like a... Champagne a, music. It's <laughs> champagne music. And it was wonderful. And, he, and the accordion was great. And the singers were great. And the, sta- the stages were great. The sets were great. <laughs> That's what the young people want. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. <laughs> oh, they love bubbles. Look, there's the things that I love and there's the things that people love about <laughs> this. And uh, they don't necessarily cross over. Uh, so you guys are not familiar with the show. You don't remember Dancing on the Air. But uh, I do remember uh, a friend of the show, Blue Meanie, talking about on his podcast one time that he wrote in 1985. He was he thinks it's 1985. He wrote a letter to Dance on the Air and asked them to play the entire videos because they would like only show clips of it. And he said they took a poll and they he won. Everybody agreed. But they probably didn't keep doing it. I mean, I'm, that, I'm sure they just kept doing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. But he won, and that's what's important. But he did won. He did win. Why would anybody want to watch a piece of a music video? I guess... Mm. I don't know. I kind of remember they would do that on, on TRL uh, as well. The, the you first... couldn't just look them up. Yeah, and it was sucked. Was, like, you had to wait whole... around. Or pay two ninety nine at the on the box and wait around. The box. <laughs> oh my god, the box. We were just talking about that with Hunter and I was because you know we were talking about cable a couple episodes ago, but a greater media cable didn't have the box and I remember it was kind of like a um Stanley. people in New Jersey had it. Right, and right. he remembers it. Oh yeah, yeah. But we didn't have the box in South Carolina. I remember Philly. in in 
it was the box and then and when it turned the year 2000 it became MTV2 on New Year's Eve. Oh wow. The same but you know it's, I do it's the only thing I remember I was somewhere we had the box and we had they had the um Little pig, little pig, let me in. Uh, green, green, green jello. jello. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the only time I'd seen that. Green little pigs. If you want to see it, you had to like, you know, pay you to see pay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dark times. Dark times. I'll pop it on YouTube right now while yeah, you're you talking. Can watch, my phone. You can watch green jello videos all day. All day. <laughs> For those who don't know or didn't get to see it, Dancing on Air was a 1980s television dance music reality television show, a forerunner of the TV show Dance Party USA. They're rivals, right? Well, they were one grew out of the other one. They were produced at the same time. Gotcha. It's a spin. Bo- both shows were produced and created by Michael Neese and his father, Frank. The show started with a $100,000 uh, investment from a small group that included the Tonight Show band leader, Doc Severinsen. Wow. This is a Tonight Show band leader I am unfamiliar with. Oh, he was like the he was the band leader for like forever. He's no Kevin Eubanks. No, this was this is pre <laughs> pre Eubanks. Hey, he's a Philadelphian, right? Yeah, Kevin Eubanks is from Philly. I'm putting him on the list. He's getting an episode. On the list. Get in line. You're next. Right after Tony Basil. <laughs> Basil. <laughs> <laughs> The program earned a 128% return on investment within the first six months. That Dancing on, good. It's a hit, yeah. baby. Dancing on Air was a hit. It was produced locally at WPHL TV Channel 17 Studios in Philadelphia. Where all the, where all the best cartoons would air. They did have a pretty good... Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they did have a pretty good syndicated uh, cartoon lineup, as I remember. Dancing on Air broadcast live from October 12, 1981 to December 31, 1987. The program reached seven East Coast cities. The program was usually broadcast from WPHL-TV studios in Philadelphia, but occasionally broadcast on location from other places such as Penn's Landing in Philadelphia, Ocean City, New Jersey, Wildwood, New Jersey, Six Flags Great Adventure, Darney <laughs> Park in Wildwater Kingdom, and Hershey Park. They all sound like fun locations to me. Yeah, this is like a this is a, a great idea for a dance show. Let's go to all these local places and and have a dance party. Uh, so simple. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old, but I don't know. The idea that just kind of gives me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of going to Dony Park and a bunch of teenagers dancing. I just like I want nothing to do with that. No, I think this is uh I think this is a wise business investment. I go to public locations. I bet Hershey Park paid them to come there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hosts of the show included Eddie Bruce, Bill O'Brien, Chris Train, Andy Gurry, Annette Godfrey, Christy Springfield, Mike Rossi, and Dave Raymond, who is the original Philly fanatic. Was was he a did he dance on the show? I mean he danced yeah, he, as the fanatic. He was the host. You know he has he, good rhythm. So he like he danced, but he wasn't a dancer. You know, he was the host. He, you think he did any of the fanatic moves, like the belly thing? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tried to kiss everybody in the first row, and that's why he lost the job. <laughs> Put the spell on the other players when he was wiggles his fingers at them, and the opposing players were batting. 
Too much tongue, Dave. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> Too much tongue. <laughs> the sensors are coming down on us. This isn't cable. This is clean family entertainment on PHL 17. Just watching these teenagers grind on each other. <laughs> I looked up some episodes of the, the show because uh, we made this uh, Hoagie Wave uh, video made from clips of Dancing on Air. And uh, one of the episodes even features uh, high school kids who have come in their school uniforms. They're wearing Hallahan jackets and, and Goretti jumpers, and there's a, a, a dude in these totally 80s sunglasses who's wearing a Newman, a St. John's Newman uh, uh, hoodie that has a pirate logo on it. It's really cool. Host of the show, Mike Rossi, was a former dancer who transitioned from being a host, and in 1986, he became one of the youngest hosts on a live daily television program in American TV history. Damn. Impressive, they, Mike. Back in the 80s, they used to let teenagers do all kinds of adult jobs. <laughs> Drive cars. Uh, Run tattoo parlors. <laughs> tattoo parlors. Cut your hair. Just about anything. We always say that. Like, when we were like younger, you would walk into like a business and it would be like a bunch of teenagers like running a place. Yeah. Because everyone had jobs. <laughs> I worked at a bakery and it was like a bunch of teen a bunch of kids like worked there. I can't imagine like walking into like a bakery and there's just like a bunch of children. Like, oh, what do you want? This kid's had enough money to buy a fucking two floor house back then. <laughs> That's how fucking great everything was back then. <laughs> no, but it just used to be like like local businesses would just hire like a ton of kids. You probably don't gotta pay them as much. They don't, yeah, they didn't yeah, pay sure. them as much. And they were responsible to work there, you know. Yeah, I don't know how I, I worked at a deli on Patrick Avenue when I was a kid, and it was. Uh, I met Zito. He had a he had a full time job when I met. Him. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> I had many jobs on Patrick Avenue. Maria's? I worked at Mama Maria's. They, the, that same family had a deli. I worked there for a while, and but the deli was That's almost right, exclusively staffed by the bus boys who were out of My a children. job. My yeah. children. They, Mama Maria's was a restaurant, and or it still is, but they had a they had a fire there, and all of the bus boys got hired as deli workers, as as you know, lunch meat butchers at the uh, at their deli. So it was almost exclusively staffed by fifteen year olds. Once in a while, an adult would show up, but for the most part, it was just a bunch of teenagers playing with knives. I don't, yeah. Now that I think about it, it was terribly unsafe. Terribly. <laughs> I can't believe that uh, Mama Maria would uh, roll the dice on something so risky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were preparing people's food. Anything could have happened. Sure. Uh, it just seems like you wouldn't see that these days. Like, you wouldn't, like, go into a place and there's, like, just kids No, if you went, if Ellen and I place? came in there. Yeah, if Ellen and I came in a place and there was, like, a kid gutting a squid. Gutting a squid. Take a number, pal. I'll be right with you. There was a Cosby's Bakery, and I always it was like a bunch of kids working in there, and like and a baker, and he'd be finished baking and leave, and it's like, hey, a bunch of Gretty girls <laughs> and me, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, what if someone came and robbed the place, or what if the place like caught on fire, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. It just seems like you wouldn't take that risk. I wonder what kind of uh, I wonder what kind of adult jobs these dancers on Dancing on Air had. 
Right. Right. They were like, uh, can I get off on Tuesday? I- I'm going to go dance on television. I'm supposed to dance. <laughs> I need to go dance. They were all welders, like in... Uh, 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 <laughs> dirty Dancing. Yeah, Dirty Dancing. No, no. Dirty Dancing is the... Is Whatever. The, Whatever it is. It's flash dance. We You're all know dance. what I was thinking of. I don't know. Yeah, I never saw any of those movies, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> the welding one. The welding one. Come on, guys. Get it together. <laughs> We should let kids run this podcast. Yo, I said we- that. That was one of my ideas for the show is we get a little kid to sit in on, on, on an episode. Just let kids do it. <laughs> let, just let kids do it all the just time. Like, Someone let us like- borrow a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you we'll mean? Tro's got one. We don't have to. So I'm, I'm training Stella. She's. Well, Stella's yeah, been on the show already. She has been a guest. She has been a guest, but. She needs to do more. She's got to work. She got to earn her place around here. Yeah, she can't just be. She don't even have a job yet. Freeloader. Could just be throwing food on the floor, giggling. Come on, get serious. When I was your age, I had a four hundred one k already. <laughs> I worked at a sneaker store and they paid me in shoelaces. <laughs> I ate them like spaghetti, and we were happy for it. <laughs> Dancing on Air's theme song was written by Philadelphia writer-producer Dan McCohen. Dan was also responsible for the show's entertainment division. Dancing on Air would give selected unknown bands and artists an opportunity to perform in front of millions of dedicated viewers and was responsible for launching the careers of some of today's major superstars. Okay, like who? Performers on Dancing in the Stars included Madonna in 1983. Madonna? Madonna, yeah, Pisons only. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and the Juniors. No. <laughs> Lady it, this, Gaga. This was in 1983, Frank and it was. Uh, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> this was in 1983, and it was Madonna's first television appearance uh, ever, and uh, you could find it on YouTube. You should definitely check it out. She's uh, She looks like Madonna. She's like wearing her bangles and her hat, and she's got her 80s look. But the production value of the show is is pretty low. And she's like dancing with two backup dancers, and they have like these ugly brown folding chairs as their like, as their prop, as, as something they're like dancing with. It's humble Knowing beginnings. Knowing what we know like about Madonna's personality, she was probably so pissed at the way that came out. <laughs> Uh, also, right, who else was on it? Also appearing on the show, uh, Will Smith as DJ Jazzy Ooh. Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's a famous slapping guy. <laughs> Star of Hitch and Hancock, Will Smith. <laughs> you know, I, it's a perfect opportunity. I met Will Smith when I was a little kid. Before Will Smith was like super duper famous, like you wouldn't be able to walk up to him. But I, we, he was, my parents and I were, my parents took me to the TGI Fridays on uh, the parkway. <laughs> and he was there with, with <laughs> I got his autograph. <laughs> he was like partying. He was living it up. He, well, he wasn't with his parents because he said they didn't understand. But I was, <laughs> I was 
was a little kid, you know. <laughs> the TGI Fridays is infamous. That's the I'm pretty sure that's the place Iverson used to go and spend like tens of thousands of dollars. No, no, that's that's the one. Yeah, that's the one he goes to in the Northeast. Oh, 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 never mind. <laughs> TGI Fridays for ballers only. There was. There weren't any strippers at this TGI Fridays. <laughs> just, just Will Smith. <laughs> different vibes, you know. Okay. All right. My bad. No, I'm, just try- set this- I'm just trying to set the record straight. Other acts to perform on the show were Duran Duran with their, uh, oh. in their first American TV appearance. Menudo, including a young Ricky Martin. Whoa. Stevie Wonder. Rick- Little Stevie Wonder. Yep. The Jets, New Edition, Sweet Sensation. Sensation. LL Cool J, Curtis Blow. Whoa. This this is this isn't show isn't low low rent. These are stars, baby. Stevie Wonder's been a star since like the what the seventies, sixties? As a kid. I mean Ex- if, he ended, if he was on the show, that was probably a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. Expose, Jody Watley, New Kids on the Block. Whoa. New Kids on the Block. Yeah, New Kids on the Block. It's they, a, it's they a pretty good commercial. <laughs> and maybe the strangest guest of all, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, that was when Nine Inch Nails made <laughs> dance music, not like industrial. <laughs> they were like a an upbeat pop dance group back in the, in the 80s. They were. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Let's see Johnny Cash cover some of that. <laughs> I want to kiss you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hug you and kiss you like an animal. It's yeah. got like a funky yeah. synth beat behind it. I think I like it better than the uh, than the real Nine Inch Nails. The early stuff. Why are they so angry? Those are, those are long nails. I mean, sound painful. You try to type with those nails. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were many other locally popular recording artists of the era who featured on the show, which I'm sure was a great treat for them and a lot of exposure that they were very grateful for. Dr. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to find some anachronistic footage of Dr. Dog performing on Dancing on the Air. On Dancing on the Air. <laughs> like a time traveler meme. The war on drugs. <laughs> Kurt Vile. <laughs> and then, like everyone's like just dancing, like, like just shaking real slow. <laughs> Too much fog machine. Not very you can't Not see very anybody. Dancey. No offense, Kurt. In 1986, Dancing on Air was syndicated by KDOC TV in Los Angeles. The show doubled KDOC's ratings in its first week and was then picked up by the fledgling USA Network. Shortly thereafter, the show was renamed Dance Party USA, though both shows were produced for a time. Um, I was talking to DJ Robert Drake from XPN about this, and he said that the the pro the the productions hate each other during 1986 and 1987 the dancing on air studio set 
was the same studio used for Dance Party USA. So they shared the same location and, uh, and the same set, and it was tight quarters. As a result, during the 1986-87 season, audiences saw the same regulars, guest dancers, and celebrities on both shows on the same day. So then there was also a bit of animosity about, like, here we are just reproducing what you just produced. Why are we doing this twice? You know, it doesn't seem, yeah, doesn't seem to make much pointless. sense. Uh, the program also shared a weekly talk radio show, Talking On Air, hosted by Michael Neese. So, I don't know. It seems this a little like bit... A, uh, it's a whole thing going on. Yeah. This is like mine and Beerman's podcast, Legends of Phila. And it's like, we just kind of copy the same episode that we, we the three of us just but it's better. But it's, it's a little different. It's and a lot of people like it a lot more. It comes out a half hour later. It comes out a half hour. <laughs> 12.30 a.m. <laughs> I don't know how much I should talk about this, but um, I, I used to I used to DJ for this old kook named uh, oh RJ God. Disco. <laughs> Talk and about it. Talk kinda, about it. <laughs> he kind of he ran in these crowds. No, start over. Just say it. Start. start let's. <clears throat> <clears throat> Stop. All right. Let's start at the beginning. It was the year two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the indie, beginning of the indie sleaze era. We're broke. We're trying to find jobs. We want to work in the entertainment biz. I was a PA. I was remember. I remember Zito was like. Hey man, I just got a gig. I'm a DJ producer, and I was like, "That's interesting. That doesn't sound like anything you ever were a part of ever." <laughs> How well it's for disco, and I was like, "Well, some say disco's dead, and some say disco sucks, but I think those people are wrong." <laughs> so go ahead, you know. How did how did how did it go? I uh, I, I worked with this guy uh, who uh, who used to be. Tied into Say this this scene. His name is uh, R.J. Disco Forever, and uh, <laughs> Trovis doubled over. <laughs> he can't. But he was a real DJ. He was he, a real DJ. I mean, he's, he's a local. If you're a local, I maybe mean, you're a, a baby boomer. You may know who he is. And he was part of this kind of scene of local UHF. Uh, dance show, variety show stuff back in the 80s, and he had a lot of like press done on him as well. Uh, but his his stuff, his shows never got as popular as Dancing on Air. Knowing him, I think part of the reason that they just produced two identical television shows was for the clout of it. Even if it cost him money, I feel like with this group of guys who were all about airplay and, and how much you know FaceTime they were getting, it was more about being able to brag about how much you were on TV than it was about, you know, how much money you were they making They had, like, a different racket. Yeah, I don't know. First off, not laughing at RJ Disco, there was something very inspiring about him at the same time. He was always ambitious. He was always he was trying to start his own TV station. He was trying to do so much, and it was... I don't know if it's one of those just, like, old-timey show business things where it's like, I'm a star, and I'm going to get on TV, and it doesn't matter how you are on there but you just are on there uh yeah and i know what you're saying like it doesn't and there was you can put a lot more schlock on tv or the radio back then because there's just so much there was so much less so as long as you were a player you're still a player yeah yeah absolutely right right 
So even if it was costing them money, even if everybody was at each other's throats, they were going to keep producing two television shows as long as he had the airtime being given to him. That's what I think. I wish it worked out, Zito. I really did. Me too. Me too. I uh, my my DJ name was Lucius Picard, and Lucius uh, Picard. <laughs> Lucius. I didn't get to pick it, but I uh, I think I wore it well. Why did he say that? Lucius Picard. You should change your name to that again. That was so funny. <laughs> That's my podcast What's wrong name. with John Zito? Like, <laughs> he, I think he, if I remember, he was like, "It's too ethnic. You should be Lucius Picard." And I was like, "What?" Lucius. And it was like, well, like Captain Picard, You're like, uh, yeah, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I just went with it. You signed an autograph to me, like a, you had a headshot, and it said, you "Yeah, know, you made, <laughs> you made me take a disco headshot." <laughs> what does that mean? Like a, like a headshot, like a photo. Yeah, but what's like, a like disco a, headshot? Well, my shirt was open, and I had a lot of gold chains on. <laughs> I did cocaine. I did a couple of bumps before I took it. <laughs> I had a really wet mustache. <laughs> wet with sweat. I don't know. You, you, you. It's up to you. You, you tell me. It's the mystery. It's the allure. We should do an episode on Bob Charger or the Geeter because I have all of these like firsthand stories from hanging out with RJ Disco. Well, all these old dis it was like all these I don't know put this. There's like DJs in Philly, they're all part of the oldie scene. And like even with uh the Geeter. And it's like these guys were old in our entire lives and they were <laughs> oldies was like a thing that's always been a thing in Philadelphia, I guess maybe because of Dick Clark or whatever. And Bob Charger was just like, he's an oldies DJ. He would never be on like, I don't know, Q102, <laughs> right? Right. So he, like, Bob Charger and RJ Disco and the Geeter or whatever would always just kind of be their part of the oldies scene. And I guess that's kind of what really ties a lot of these old ass DJs together. Yeah. They're just a bunch of old yeah. DJs. Yeah. Which I guess some people think is cool. We do. We talk about them all the time. <laughs> you can, I can talk about it all the time, but I don't think it's cool. <laughs> Eventually, Dance Party USA was shot live television to videotape at Powerhouse Recording Studio in Camden and produced at WGBS in Philadelphia. So they got their own studio space. Dance Party USA became its own thing. Much like much like all successful Philadelphians, they moved to South Jersey. <laughs> 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 they're moving to Washington Township. No, they moved to Camden. <laughs> they moved to Camden. It wasn't that much, yeah. It was a lateral shift at best. Mm. Some noteworthy regulars between Dancing on Air and Dance Party USA were Kelly Ripa, Actress and host of Live with Kelly and Ryan. Following, wow. I guess it's Kelly and Michael now, isn't it? I literally have no idea. Isn't it? Isn't it Hoda? No, that's a different show. But Kelly and Hoda, Hoda and should Kathy get together. They, they hate each other. Really? Get Kathy Lee out of here. Oh yeah. No, I don't know. 
Following a three-year run as a dancer and segment host in 1990, Kelly Ripa landed what would be her most recognized acting role as Haley Vaughn on All My Children. Oh, that's oh. why she's famous? Yeah, I guess, uh, well, oh, okay. she climbed the ranks from television host to soap opera actress to television, television host. host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to Full criticize your career, but all those things sound like are <laughs> horrible. <laughs> uh, then there was Tom Verica. He's an actor best known for How to Get Away with Murder and uh, American Dreams, the latter of which is actually a television show about a Philadelphia family whose daughter dances on bandstand right. in the 60s. It, it was out in the early 2000s. I remember. They didn't shoot in Philadelphia, but it was about Philadelphia. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I watched the pilot, I remember. I don't know how much... It was a long time ago. We were like hype about it. We were like, oh yeah, yeah they're going to put Philly on the map again. We were, <laughs> we're always cheering on Philadelphia, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, We're man, trying, man. Dud. <laughs> it sounds like such dud. a... <laughs> it sounds like such a good idea on paper. ABC owns the rights to all mm-hmm. of this music, and then they can do like reenactments. They can show the footage on TVs in the background. It's a... Like, it's like, this is our wonder years. Yes. It's, it's a... <laughs> It's a. It was a great idea, poorly executed. They Kennedy dies in the first episode, and it's like I thought this show was supposed to be about bands. It's a downer. Yeah, it's a downer, dude. If I could rewrite the episode, Kennedy lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show. Kennedy shot back. Yeah. Now, honestly, that would JFK been... <laughs> shot first. JFK shot first. JFK shot first. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, not in my house. Bang. And then right he came the on Bandstand. He came on Bandstand and he yeah. invented the twist. Mm-hmm. Come on, everybody. And then, and then the British was... invasion. The British invasion never happened. The Beatles. Never happened. The Beatles. There's no reason for the Beatles. We have Kennedy. They they remained a sk- a skiffle band and fell into <laughs> obscurity. Sorry, John. <laughs> He's not that sorry. He would have lived. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the whole point then. Oh, my God. It's like Quantum Leap. We went back and saved like John Lennon. Leap. It's like Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back and kill baby Hitler. All this and more on the next season of Phil- Legends of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then there were other local celebrities like uh, Bobby Catalano, Bruce Williams, Heather Henderson, uh, who were all featured on the show. Yeah. Yep. Our pal, Heather Heather Henderson. She was baby Heather on the show, and she is a professional burlesque performer now and a vocal activist against psychics. So she was um, she's in she's she's in Mannequin, too. She's also in Mannequin, too. Yeah, you go. What more needs to be said? I'm a big Heather Henderson fan. And there were some episodes where you can spot some randos in the background who went on to be somebody. Kate Flannery, who played Meredith on The Office, is part of a featured couple on the 1982 Valentine's Day special, which was kind of Meredith. weird and random. Yeah, and her hair is her hair is bright red like it is on the show. It's uh, it's been huh. her look for a long time. Hmm. I saw her uh, on Passion years ago doesn't her dad own a bar around here or something like that 
if you check out the Legends of Philadelphia episode about the oldest bars in the city, uh, we talk about it there. Oh, there you go. Oh, all right. We already talked. I don't remember it, but uh, but uh. On July twenty third, two thousand eleven, WPHL re-aired Dancing on Air as part of a special marathon celebrating the show's thirtieth anniversary. During the marathon, special vignettes were featured with former regular dancers, hosts of the show, and executive producer Michael Neese sharing their memories, experiences, and thoughts from the show. And also, they talked about how the show became a major influence and how it changed their lives. As as reminiscing TV shows go. Yeah. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a clip show. On November 4th, 2011, former hosts Mike Rossi, Princess, Jimmy Jam... Andy Gurry and Eddie Bruce hosted a 30th reunion dance party celebration. On March 6, 2012, WPHL announced that Dancing on Air would return to the air on March 31st, where it would air, it's a lot of airs, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. WRDW-FM had been tapped as the official radio station for the program. There's a reason why we probably don't remember this, huh? This was, uh, in, this was in 2012. And it came to PHL 17. I do kind of remember this. Um, in, I think it was on for about a year or so because Trove and I moved to this apartment uh, in 2013 and we didn't have any television. Uh, we were stealing... We used to watch the, the, the Buddhist guy doing the, the sand on the ground. Yeah, yeah. We were just getting was... it wherever we could. And we were doing all the public access television shows. And I kind of remember like, you know, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, stumbling upon something like this and being like, what is this now? And uh, just like breezing through it, not paying attention to it. I know we're not supposed to, I know I don't want to derail it again, but remember that ad, that commercial we used to watch all the time? It was called Monogamy Isn't Normal. Monogamy isn't (laughs) normal. (laughs) What was up with that? Uh... I don't well, know. Yeah. Sounds, sounds pretty self-explanatory to me. <laughs> that was definitely a Channel 17 commercial in 2013. Yeah. A full-length documentary uh, about Dancing on Air's show history was produced and featured interviews with several regular cast members and crew members, along with producer Michael Neese. As of 2014, it has yet to be released. I couldn't find any record of it online either. They, they lost interest. On April 10th, 2016, Philadelphia Magazine published an article detailing a new feud between many of the people who were on Dancing on Air in their teens and the producer of the show. This is such like a Philadelphia Magazine article because it's like <laughs> bottom of the barrel, kind of just getting people to argue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Philly Mag. <laughs> Apparently, much of the footage that has survived from the show was taped off of TV by friends and family of the dancers and hosts. With the prevalence of Facebook video and group pages of the 20-teens, a lot of this footage found its way online. Apparently, the producer didn't like that, and so he reported these posts to Facebook as copyright infringement. <laughs> that, to that, which... That, that show that hasn't been on the air in fucking 40 years that you can't watch? He was mad that somebody uploaded it? It's not like you can go buy the DVD of this. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg threatened to kick everyone off of Facebook if they didn't take down the videos. So, um, you know, probably been better off if you got kicked off Facebook because I mean, I think it's crazy that they intervened in this, but meanwhile, violent misinformation proliferates on the platform and there just doesn't seem to be anything that they can do about that, that they got their hands are tied. But if you are posting (laughs) 
a bootleg video of a 1980s from, dance yeah, show. From fucking 19, 1984 of some kids dancing to. Uh, like, they got a handle out. on that, but they just can't get a handle on a Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Cambridge was working on the whole time. They were trying to figure out a way to get it's these just, dancing on the air videos off the air. They were just too distracted. Off the internet. <laughs> I said on the air so many times during this fucking podcast. It's fun. <laughs> on the air, on the air, on the air. On the air, on air. I feel like I'm dancing on air. Anyway, that Philadelphia Magazine article is pretty interesting if you like hot gossip about people, local media people. People arguing. Very cool. I looked for Dancing on Air and Dance Party USA on Instagram, but they haven't been updated since 2017. Their Facebook page has less than uh, 10 official posts in that time. So much drama, and it doesn't appear that dancingonair.com is even accessible online anymore. We should buy that domain. Mm-hmm. All right. We should, I'm gonna do it. A... We, should get, we should get our feet wet. We should get our, our hands dirty. I'm going to do it as soon as we get off. <laughs> let's, let's get in the middle of this. Let's, let's do it. We don't want this kind of smoke. <laughs> so let's start some controversy, man. Let's go, let's get yeah. a feud going. No. Mm-hmm. We've got enough feuds. Mm-hmm. We've never yeah, lost a dance-off. I think, we can, I think we're going to be That's fine. That's a good point. That is a good point. We, we can't lose. Our, our rhythm is too much. Our moves are sick. <laughs> our moves are sick. We're like if you 45 were five minutes into this, and I'm still dancing. <laughs> Can't you hear his tapping? <sighs> tapping. It's like river dance. He's he's covered in sweat. What's that movie? They shoot horses, don't they? They have to dance <laughs> off. <laughs> yes, that's a movie with a dance off. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But not like you have to have a good rhythm. It's just keep, it's endurance. That's what we for, got. For anyone who hasn't seen the movie, they shoot the horses when you lose the dance off. They shoot your horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like it's like step up. It's like step up, <laughs> but with horses. Well, with ho- dancing horses. I'm into that. That I'm into. I got a movie for you. If you were a young adult in 80s Philadelphia, you are no <laughs> doubt familiar with the neon dreams of dancing on the air. But the leg warmers, headbands, school sweaters, and rhinestone gloves are all gone now. There appears to have been a brief moment in 2008 where the show was relaunched once more as a television show called Saturday Morning Dance Fever. Very topical reference. It aired on the Fuse Network and appears to have been available through Hulu for a time, but I had trouble tracking it down, um, and I don't have any more info on that. So that's that. It's that 2018, that. that's 2008, the, right? No one, they don't care about it. Kids watch TikToks of people dancing. They don't, they people don't watch talks. A, they, they, don't don't a, they don't need a television show. People don't watch TV anymore. They listen to podcasts. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I want to know what a girl from Hallahan danced like. In 1982. <laughs> I want to know. girls really have great rhythm? I got to find out. <laughs> I got to know. Beerman, I think you, I mean, you make an excellent point. Uh, TikTok is one big uh, dance television show. Dancing dance on show. air and, and dancing on air invented TikTok. Let's just say it. I, dancing on. Yeah. Talking on air. Mike Neese, you have a you have a case. You probably have a legit case. Take it to court. He he seems very litigious, so <laughs> seems like a cool dude. He's still making stuff for the kids. He's gonna take this podcast down. <laughs> Please do it. 
We want the controversy. We want it. No, we don't. We don't want. If we that. do, it'll be just being a player in the game means you're that you're a player. So that's if we learn anything from RJ Disco, that that's what. That's it. Yeah, that's what we learned. And Disco never died. And Disco never died. And Disco doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. It's actually pretty cool. It doesn't. I'm not saying that. I, to be funny, I, I mean it. Watch a couple clips of the this, and there's a lot of mullets and acid wash jean jackets. So it could have been shot in present day Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> not cool though the jean jackets didn't cost $800 though no they were vintage they were original it was, they came from the time when they were what's that what's that that um like glittery crap you could put on your jean jacket you know what I'm talking about they rhinestones. sell it rhinestones yeah like yeah like a rhinestone cowboy like a rhinestone cowboy like we got a nudie yeah. suit. What? <laughs> you know a nudie suit? Oh, I don't. Do you know what a nudie suit is? No, it's a nudie suit. Is it? Is um, it? Is it have to do with rhinestones? So you're you, so you're googling it right now. You don't know what it is either. No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to like explain. It. It's like a type. It's it's not like nude. It's like the guy who created his name is nudie. Um, when you there's like there's like. Fancy cowboy outfits are called like nudie suits. Get out. Yeah, we're we were, we should have talked about should, that during the Stetsons episode, I guess. <clears throat> we should produce one for the uh, for South Fellini. Oh, I like that. It's nudie n u d i e, not not like send nudes. I think that's how you spell nudie, like nudie magazine, though, too. Oh, uh oh. Um, don't touch look, it. Don't, at, don't don't type it no, in your search Look it up. Bar. You, you know, you'll, you, when you see it, you'd be like, "Oh, it's that. It's that." I'm sorry. This I is want to topic. You should just end, end the podcast. Just end it. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about dancing on air. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Visit us at 1507 East Passionk Avenue in beautiful South Philadelphia, Thursday through Sunday, 12 to 5 p.m. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Don't forget about that Hoagie Wave video coming out Friday. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe, wash your hands, get boosted, and dance like the greater Delaware Valley is watching. (laughs) 